good everybody and welcome back to Melanin at the Roundtable. I'm your host Shalise and here for our season finale I have with me uh, the OGs. Would you like to introduce yourself guys? Hi it's Sarah. You already know. <laughs> you know it's been here since episode one. Um, yeah that's me. It's your girl Tomlin, and you can follow me on Instagram. That oh is my, my god. Who said to play? And I'm back. Can you believe it? Mm. I know y'all missed me. You know, it's been a while. She said I was going to be a recurring host, and I wasn't. So, you know, I already had to come through. Okay, Next for time. season two. She's mm-hmm. up. She's up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, Sarah was on episode one when we talked about uh, black hair and animosity. Um, it was called The Barbershop. And Common was on the episode called Cupid's Match, in which we talked about marriage, expectations, and all the sorts. So for uh, the season finale of Melanin at the Roundtable, we're just going to do a quick season recap. We're going to be giving our commentary on a whole bunch of episodes that we did with other people, things that we wish that we said, things that we wish that we didn't say, and a few uh, opinions that maybe have changed in that time frame. So before we do that, we're just going to go ahead and reiterate the rules for those of you who are forgotten. Would you guys like to do the honors? Got you. Okay, number one, if the shoe fits wear it okay number two always be willing to listen unless something gets out of pocket and number three if you think we're sorry we are not we We are not at all i'm sorry sorry no no we're not oh we're not sorry we're not sorry i said what i said and i said what i meant (laughs) all right so episode one like i said before was called the barbershop and so this episode was, again, talking about animosity behind black hair. Also talking about the natural hair community. And I remember what I said um, in that episode, and I don't think my opinion has changed. I will always talk bad about the natural hair community. No, I, I And I don't care. Anything. I really don't. Like, it, they, they've been toxic from the jump. And, yeah, it's really, really... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's empowering to see, like, other, uh, other black people bring... Because, you know, um, when it comes to pretty privilege and the beauty standard, uh, I guess natural hair is not really seen as that standard. Um, Certain but types even of then, hair so now. I think, like, hmm. we were talking about it yesterday. Um, the curly fro. Yeah. Has been getting the love. The love, love, and not love. And the, not, the, not the 4C fro, the, like, the 4A, like, the... Yeah, with the suavamente girls, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've been getting so much love. It's, like, almost a trend now, like, oh, you didn't know I've been had this kind of hair. Also, it needs to be long, yeah. and you need to have volume and everything okay. like that. Like, if you are, if you're... No, you need to have really long hair, actually. I can't even give, like, an actual estimate. Long hair and thick, like, especially when the blowout season comes. Mm. You can't be having no thin, no thin paper hair no. now. Mm-mm. And I'm saying, you got to like, pass the shoulders, okay? Hang <laughs> time. Yeah. And if you have anything, like, shorter than that, like, even people who have shaved their head, they get, not bullied, but, like, they be getting jokes um, about themselves I and mean, their look hair. I mean, look at what's her name. Who? We're not talking about her? Sorry. Who? Jada. Oh. Who said we're not talking about her? I'm talking about Jada. First of all, did you guys hear, like, they said that, there was a video that came up where she said that, you know, she has a, the line that she has on her head was her, like, alopecia. Mm-hmm. But, like, mad hairstylist was like, you don't get alopecia in a line. It would come in, like, patches. Like, it would be circular patches and stuff like that. So they're, like, they're calling her on saying that it's fake and it's, like, a scar she, or something. Oh. So she lied about having alopecia? I'm not saying she lied about having alopecia, but ah. the hairstylist is telling me. And 
I'm, is I'm it possible to get alopecia with a line? Is it just like they uncommon? Said like, they said like you just wouldn't see that. It would come in patches. Like you're losing your hair. You're not going to lose your hair in a line. So maybe she had a scar. Did, maybe the hair didn't grow back in that area. And she was just like, you know what? Let's I don't care anymore. Let me just shave but it But I feel like there's enough medical help for you to know like for you to go to somebody and she has the insurance to do so oh yeah she <laughs> has the money the yeah. entire family is rich like i know will smith will smith will do anything for that woman but confront her for cheating so he might as well just pay for the <sighs> no, treatment no 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 give that man a break give that man a break i feel so sorry Someone for him needs to check too. In on him. i'm saying like all the things every single person in his family has turned their back again why did willow write a letter to tupac for now, did you see Jaden? Jaden was like that's how we do it with j cole over here i know like <laughs> he said, that's how we do it <laughs> like yo if i was i would have been sitting in the car and Jaden would have been like <laughs> No, because who, I was like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> you know what? Get out the car. Walk, walk, walk. Like, it was either Jada was basically reprimanding him for like, I never told you to do that. Who told you to go up it and It was a video she recorded after. She was like, so how do you feel about, and he was like, why are you recording me without my permission? Like, don't don't come over here and just record me without letting me know or anything like that. You know, social media is my, my thing. And especially because, you know, like, he was, for like a while, Will Smith was like on my for you page, like every other video. Oh yeah, he was active, so he was like, yeah, don't, don't record me to like post on social media like that for like clout or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable with you recording me and asking me about this, so don't. And she disregarded his what concern. He set a boundary, and she disregarded it. I don't like Jada. I really don't. I, I really don't. I don't like her since she started cheating because it was like she's making us look bad. She like, really is. is. Like I don't like. Like I like we can keep pinning stuff on black men, but when you're a black woman who's doing the same thing, it just looks bad on your part. Mm. It which looks is so why, bad. Which brings us to the second uh, podcast, which Transition. was Cupid's Match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. I did that. Uh, but yeah, Cupid's Match. We talked about marriage, and I guess we could talk about relationships in general too, um, even though that'll be an episode in the future, uh, to be more specific. But um, as far as what has happened recently. With Rihanna, and oh. and I'm telling you, when I first saw it, it was like the first thing on my timeline on Instagram, and I looked at it and I read it like three times before I could actually understand what I was reading, and then it hit me, and I was like, I knew it. I, for some, I was not surprised. Nothing like it was. We've no, been told Rihanna. I, 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 I never liked ASAP, ASAP at all. He was a colorist from the jump. And is he attractive? Yeah, but that's the only thing that he got going for him. I don't I even like his music. No, don't attack me for it. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like I don't know. Like his 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 personality just makes him look ugly to mm, me. He's cocky. He's yeah. he just he just doesn't give off like that vibe or whatever. Like he gives off like creepy. Yeah. And like now you see like where I'm coming from. Like Rihanna. Like how stupid could you? Like me and Kami were talking about this when we were on our way here. And we were talking about it, and we were like, how could, how stupid look, look could you that. be to cheat? I just got a tweet that said, have you heard Rihanna and ASAP Rocky just broke up? Did <laughs> <laughs> we say timing? You know, we were talking about it in the car, and me and Kami, we were like, if, if Rihanna and like, Rihanna and, and Beyonce, Beyonce can get, can get cheated, cheated on. on Where's the hope for the rest no, of the black? Because I've seen it. Like the people are literally like genuinely confused. I've seen on TikTok and everything like that. So like why should I? Li- <laughs> By who? By um, what's Jacob his name? Lordy. Yeah, that that, that shocks me heart. every single. Like, I don't think I recovered time. from that one. Yet. How could you? Nikki got on cheated on. Like the big. Th- 
Yeah, she did. It was like back in the day, though. Oh, I thought. No, 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 no. No, no she did. She literally admitted she did. She huh? did? Yeah. She, on Safari. You don't remember? Oh, with me? Ooh. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm no, not. I'm not. No, you know no. I, I have to hold with her. me. With Meek. Oh. 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 You thought I said with me? With me? Yeah. She literally said that. She she got with emotional. With Meek? Are you serious? That's what I said. But like how low to, can you to go? Each, to each their. You no, know what? Meek Mill isn't. He, 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 he's, he's I okay. mean, I'm not happy with any of Nikki's choices. No, I'm she really was, not. She was absolutely repulsed by Safari. Um, she, her and Meek were like pretty cute, but then look at who she married. <laughs> I can only do nothing I, but support that, I, her. I, I, but. Man. That's like Beyonce and Jay Jay Z. I'm saying like all of them got cheated on, and so why should and, I believe in love right now? Oh, by no, men but, okay. that we were not trying to have them with. I just want I just want to be realistic. Like right now, like Jay Z is ugly. He, he, he is. He ugly. Okay, okay. Okay, for one of my classes, right? I take mm -hmm. a writers of the African diaspora class, and we had to watch. We had to watch the entire album of Lemonade and Four Four Four, and like, like you know, there's like deeper meanings into it and everything. And I was just looking at Jay at Jay Z's face. He is like super ugly, and like he's like he's yeah. He's probably mad funny. I'm telling you. No, he has to have the best personality women. in the world because Beyonce. Beautiful Come women really do like just take whatever. They're like, oh my goodness, yeah. not, I'm like, what? they settle. They settle. they could have anything in the world, and, but for them, they don't think they're settling. Like they found their one. Mm -hmm. That's what it is for like funny people. Oh, and that's another thing, Sarah. I I don't know that we told you this yesterday. I mean, I think I did. The BSU event that they were having at Rutgers. Um, I just feel like there was a lot of black people that. Black men specifically. I was expecting a lot more. Like Yes. I just feel like even if you never you think you're not like attractive, you you have comedy. Like black men are funny. If you don't have that, then what do you have? You have nothing going for you <laughs> at all. And yesterday at the BSU event, um, it was at Rutgers and there was this guy. He was I guess he was a it was the guy in the rib jeans. Oh, and he, he, was, he was the cutest one. He was, he was, he was. But he got on stage, and it was, I forgot what, uh, which one it was that they were doing at that time. It was towards the end or, like, in the middle? I think it was towards the end. The Wild Style Battle? I, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just basically kept on trying to rap and everything, and it was just, nothing was coming out that was wow. actually absolutely horrible. Like me, I've never claimed to be a rapper. Like, I've never claimed. But I feel like I could spit harder than him. No, no but I feel like no, that no, kind of stuff, like, they, like, you can practice and memorize it and then give it, like, a good flow. Or, like, at least have an idea of what you're going to say. Like, don't go up there and embarrass yourself, because if there's one thing about the black community, they're not going to care about how good, like, they're going to clown on you either way. Okay. So if I was there, I would have been booing. <laughs> we were doing that last night, too. It was, was like, y'all can't hear me? <laughs> you know what? We don't want to. Get off. <laughs> Get off the stage. Like, but Tomatoes. I, if there's one thing that I saw last night at the BSU event, it was the solidarity between, um, like, all the black people combined. Because, like, okay, as far as the third episode goes, it was what The Hate We Give, and we did it with uh, Kenise at that time, and it was a special episode 
basically a part one, and this was the Caribbean perspective. And I'd say, like, in as far as media goes, and honestly, our own experiences as black people and in uh, minority communities, especially like in school, high school and middle schools, if you went to those kinds, uh, we would see a lot of, um, not bad, well, yeah, backlash from like each ethnicity well, in the back just community. Like, like yeah, and it's always um, based off of a stereotype, too. Like, it's always... Africans versus African-Americans and yeah. the other way around. And then like, there's, I feel like the Caribbeans, they're not even really in it like that. We're kind of like... Which is exactly what we said on that yeah, episode. We're like a mediator, you yeah. know? Like, that's like, that's my whole thing. Like, the Caribbeans, like, we have created our own culture based off of um, what we based off of what we can and from what we remembered from African culture and then we tried to create our own so like now you have Haitian culture so but like at the same time Haiti is Haiti because of slavery we were still our ancestors are still slaves and they were still persecuted a lot like the slaves in America so it's like I guess we're in the middle we have a cult we have created a culture and we're able to become a black union where African Americans were not able to, so there is a little bit of like a little bit of like a privilege kind of, but at the same time, not really because they don't like when you look at us in like America, they're like, oh, they're Caribbean. Let's not worry about like we're still black. At the end of the day, yeah. it doesn't matter. Exactly. I don't. Um, I, I don't know so much about solidarity. Well, at least on my part. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. But you can't tell me like yesterday night, like at the event. I don't think you could you couldn't tell like who was which and who was who and everything because everyone I mean, was just vibing with each but other. But even then, so I don't think I mean maybe like a few people like you could look at them and be like, yo, I'm pretty sure they're like African or whatever. Yeah, like you can do that. I feel and you could you know some people oh they definitely look African American, but who's really sitting there to do that? Nobody, yeah. nobody really. Honestly. Who's really sitting here no, to do that? At the end of the day, we're all just black. We're all just no, Negroes to the rest of them. I'm into my job like, and they be like, are you Haitian? I'll be like. Ain't know? no way, cause I know I don't got an accent. I know I I know dang well I don't have an accent, and like they say it's my eyes. Hmm? What does that even what? mean? What does that even like, mean? Like this, no, this girl came in and like I think she was like like maybe like a freshman or sophomore in college, and she came in, and it was like super slow, and you know, and she was like, "Where are you from?" And I'm like, "Haiti." And she was like, "I knew it." And then I was like, "How did you know?" You know, like I like I asked her, cause like the amount of people that come in and said like you location is ridiculous. So I asked her how, and she's like, "You know, it's your eyes, it's your eyes shape," and she said that. Where is she from? Jamaica or something like that? Like another Caribbean country? And she was like, you know, she could just tell. And then I'm like... I guess. (laughs) And I'm like, from my eyes, bro? Like, I can't tell somebody's Haitian from their eyes. Like, men, I guess it's easier to tell if a man is Haitian. Yes, yes. I don't know what it is, but I can can tell. You can also... Like, where they come from, too. As far as... If I if you're from Florida, you are either African American or you're Haitian, and you're most likely Haitian. And I feel like you can tell. I mean, like based off like off the boat or yes, raised in America like from the motherland, like directly. Yeah. And all, all I'm saying is, lately I think working at the place that I work at has really given me an ick <laughs> for 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 black people. Oh yeah. Like like I'm talking all black people in general cuz I don't yeah. discriminate, okay? I just want to say one quick thing cuz I know like people do people from your job listen to the podcast? No. Not that I know of. Okay. I just want to say I have not heard good things. I have not heard I have not heard good things and I'm going to like the restaurant and I'm I'm like so excited and they're like 
why are you so excited to like go to the restaurant i am so excited like i'm because like the last time i went i wasn't really paying attention to people's faces but i cannot wait to see like the people that they like you know they low-key like be hating on it's only you know? because people go to work and they cannot just work with each other like i don't understand how you get a job there's and you so just, much drama at your you job you can't just work with each other everybody got to be involved in these people's like, lives the but they can't do their job a like, lot of this oh. job is like some like oh. a lot of like independence yeah there's a lot of teamwork but at the same time it's a lot of independence like, it's a lot of relying on you to do your job especially if you're like a waiter or a waitress it's your job okay. to take care of your table so why is it that there's so much beat between like teamwork when that's like you do your job and you'll be fine mind you if people came to work and did what they were supposed to i could care less about their like relationships with each other but it's the fact that they come to work and they let whatever's happening on the outside of the restaurant influence the them yes like if you're mad at your friend what business do you have coming in tweaking that on me mm-hmm. i'm like what what you got I'm, I don't care about anything that's going on. I really don't. Oh, you I, needed them to water your table and they didn't? Oh, what you mad at me for? I, I don't care. I get what did you want like, me to do? Oh, they greeted your table? Why is that my issue? <laughs> I just feel like when it comes to the aspect of, like, people at our job being intimate with each other, like, mm. it, it, it's never, like, I don't think any of them have, like, dated for real. Maybe, like, a, maybe, like, a two couples, but, like, Men. Going into like what was it the spin the bottle episode? Mm-hmm. Um, talking about like the double standards of like hooking ups, like hookups and stuff like that. Like when it came to a girl, you know, going out with one of the guys at the job, it was always oh my goodness, she's such a like whore for that. Yeah, like, like she going around. Yeah, and... like oh she's so easy. I was like, yo, y'all do the exact same thing, even worse. Because the things that I know about the people, the boys at our job is nasty. And the fact that y'all, like, I would be spreading rumors on top of, like, They do it themselves. I'm an instigator. I'm an instigator. I am a really good instigator. (laughs) 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 No, but I'm an instigator. So I, I love to spread rumors about people when you start, like, when you do one thing. Like, if you do one thing that's bad, like, if you start to, like, say, like, oh, girls are, like, wrong for, like, hooking up or, like, whatever, like, they're whores or whatever. Bro, tell me, like, I will, I will literally spread the rumor that you have an STD. Okay. Play, keep playing with me. I was oh, no, but that you I'm just chlamydia. saying, like it's the amount of times that a guy is like really adamant about a girl, chases after and everything. She finally gives in, and then she's the person who everybody's talking bad about. Exactly. Or like it doesn't even have to be like them hooking up. It could literally be a girl like liking one of the guys. Yeah. And then it's like, oh my goodness, she's so weird. Da 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 da. Why is she on me like this? But God forbid he does the exact on same you. thing. Listen, that's why I say if you ever, that's ever what I'm saying. Start getting Men's into heads be work, big. Right. Their ego. I'd, I'd rather just say nothing because if the head ever, is big. If you ever get with somebody at your job, bro, do not act like like do not act like you guys are in a relationship at your job. Pretend like and make that make that something Please, mutual because for other people and yourself. It's embarrassing and it's just so awkward. Because everybody knows. Yeah. Like, please just, like, stay friends. Like, no, we're not saying that you can't flirt every now and then because y'all are now still you cool. y'all dating. Y'all can talk to each other and everything. Whatnot. Like, I'm okay with like that. Pete, yeah. Pete, what is it, PDA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't need that. That makes me we uncomfortable in, like, in, like, normal public, like, outside. That makes me uncomfortable. So if I'm yeah. going to be seeing it in my workplace, that's weird. I'm that's not going to so be comfortable. Like, what? No. It's super awkward. And with men, at least... Yeah, as far as men go, it's always the guys who think that they're all that and think that, like, with their looks and with their, like, body and everything like that, like, their appearance, they know that they reach that, um, that, 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 that societal standard. 
of what a man is supposed to look like, and they take advantage of that, and they use their authority and power over um, women who are, I guess, vulnerable uh, mm -hmm. to that. And it just disgusts me. It really is. And it's those same men. Those same men are the ones that be going to the PWIs, the black men. I gotta be specific. It's the black men. Not even the PWIs. PWIs. I've seen no, no, no. HBCUs, no, no, no. too. They, they be at the HBCUs, <laughs> okay? <laughs> they be at the HBCUs, like, and they pledge for a frat, and they just be running around like, like, what's the episode uh, called? Like, College Insider. Co we did it with Insider? Benjamin. Yo, let me tell you. I'm not a college student. I'm a senior, which means I'm going to college, and I'm most likely going to Montclair State. So if you are going to be a freshman at Montclair State, you know, let me know. Because I need friends. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. So that's most likely where I'm going to be committing to. But, of course, I have, like, two or three more weeks to decide, and I still have a lot of colleges, like, to consider. However... Um, I was like thinking about it and you know, like it's not HBCU. I really wanted to go to HBCU, but sadly there's no HBCUs in New Jersey and um, I can't go out of state. So um, I had to result for like Montclair State, which doesn't really have a high, like a low black percentage rate. But at the same time, the white people, like the, the amount of white people there is like a high number. So am I, am I willing, am I willing to go there? Like, Honestly, okay, because I remember something that Benjamin said there. Like, you just need to make do with uh, the environment that you're in, and you can find your own people, definitely. Like, um, and I think I realized that about myself ever since going to college. Like, going to the BSU event last night or um, trying to, like, find people on social media who look like me and are also, like, setting the same thing as me, uh, you basically build a community that you're more comfortable in. Um, would it be easier if you were at an HBCU? Absolutely, because they're everywhere. But I feel like they, like at HBCUs, you're, like, actively putting yourself in the, well, not you putting yourself in the mix, but, like, other people are, like, pulling you in, like, it's a yeah. whole black community. Pretty much. I feel like the schools that we go to are not doing that. No. At I, least for me, at least, my school is very anti-black. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't even say anti-black. They're just, they're just not real supporters of black people. Like, they can claim they are. Um, and, like, it's so weird, because I've heard people refer to, like, Kane as an HBCU, or at least it was. Huh? Yeah, like... All right, y'all. It's a historically... Kane is not a historically... It's not like historically. I mean, like, like what, majority of same, black people, the, they the probably have went black? before. No. I'm saying, like, majority of the students from, like, back when were probably black, yeah. were mostly black. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, the vibe. Like no, the, no, 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 no. Okay, never mind then. You don't address a school based on their vibe if they're I HBCU. know, I know, I know. Because it know, wasn't, like, made by a black person. I'm pretty sure that's the qualifications of being an HBCU. And it was a space made for black people. But, like, but even then so, right? I was like, me me going to this school, there's a lot of white people. Like, there's a lot of white people. Don't get me wrong. Like, I see black people a lot. And I mean, especially in for my major, like, I noticed there's a lot of, like, computer science and IT um, black men. But they are not a fan of black women. They're not. And I feel like when it comes to black women, like, interacting with each other, because there's enough of us, but, like, we're not, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're not together. I put no. my fist up by the way. <laughs> Sorry. Um but we're we're not really like a community. So it's like when you see another black girl, you could really want to be their friend, but it's also kind of like a competition because there's like yes. two of us in a class. Yes, exactly. Heavy on the competition part. Like, I think I had a one black, it was another black girl in uh, one of my classes last semester. We were probably the only two. I walked into the class um, probably like maybe two weeks in, I noticed her. No, I, I noticed her before, but obviously I was like, oh, maybe like, I should actually be, try to become friends with her because I realized two weeks into being a college freshman, yo, this is actually hard. 
And she would never like pay me any mind at all. Like I was over here trying to ask her, like, hey, do you know the answer to this question or anything like that? Like, hey, like, um, not even asking her for, like I literally feigned ignorance and was trying, like acting dumb so that she could try to help me and everything. She just never paid me any mind. And I was like, why would you do that? Because like, I look exactly like you. And if anything, we both know um, how hard it is to make friends, especially as a black woman here at Rutgers out of all schools. Everybody and their mama knows each other here. Um, and rough. everybody already has established friend groups. And yeah. all of those established friend groups are, and I'm just going based off of demographics, South Asian and white, um, and also East Asian as well. And so you're not going to find a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not Newark or Camden. Um, but you're not going to find a lot of us. So why would you choose to go against, you know, I guess you can say solidarity or like just simply connections um, between people um, people uh, that you look like. And it is a composition thing. And mind you, like there was one class, I think it was my communications class last semester. There was like four black girls in the class. And one of the... Like one day, mind you, we never like interacted with each other, and we were all pretty much like actively participating in the class. It was it was like one upping each other every day, like just to see who's gonna participate the most or whatever it was. But like for me, I was just like, I need them to know that like I'm on your side. I'm I'm on the same level as you. Like we got the same mind. Yeah. Say say no more. But like we came out of class, we go to the elevator, and. We're all, all of us are just in the uh, elevator. It's just nobody's saying anything. All four of us. And then one girl was like, "I just want you guys to know, like, I feel really comfortable with you guys." Thank like, you. Oh like, my gosh, that makes me feel so nice. right. Too. Mind you, I wasn't so expecting cute. that. And she was like, "Yeah, like, especially since like the class that we're in is like majority like white people. Like, yeah. she's like, I feel very safe and comfortable with you guys." I was like, mm. "Oh my gosh, <laughs> about to make me cry." But then also, some of them are coons. So, oh, honestly. oh! Let me get into that one. <laughs> like at Cam, that's what I'm saying. Like black, like the black men. I'm not surprised. I, I, I'm just speaking generally. Like most of them, they're not a fan. No. Like they see black women as like homeboys. Like you get, you get what I'm saying. Either like, objects or homeboys. Yeah, it's. Damn, she's bad. I'm trying to smash. Like, even on the Mystic Connections page, you're going to see mad. Let me smash. Let me smash. Yeah. But. Hello. Hello. Or, like, but or they think of them as, like, their bros. I'm like, mm. But maybe that's just based off, like, what I'm seeing. I don't be on campus like that. Like, I'm very much a go to class, sit in a classroom by myself, mm -hmm. and go home. I feel like they're not that rare. It's just that, like, lack of motivation that black women have. It's just, like. He probably doesn't have like like black girls, and then he just, yeah. just move on. That's but what I'm growing up. A lot that. of them probably do, just because they just because like you see, like the last girl that he dated was a white girl, doesn't mean that he doesn't like black girls. He just the last guy, girl that he dated was white. I don't even think it's just that. I think it's just in terms of like how it's normally been, especially if you've been in a situation where like you're surrounded by a whole bunch of like white people all the time, or you know people have paired you guys together because at least for me in middle school mm. there would be mad people oh my goodness you guys should totally be dating or whatever it was just the why we because we were, we were black, black. <laughs> like come on no because I, I have a story for that like it was freshman year bio and the thing is i grew up in a predominantly black town all of my life in the same exact town all of my friends were black or hispanic or asian we were all people of color like literally the only white person that actually was in our town was adopted by a black person. Yeah, like I remember. 
Yeah, like that's like that's literally all we had. So me going ended up going to this school that was like 30 minutes away from my house and like going into this environment. It was very shocking, number one, because like one thing I've noticed about myself is that I don't talk properly, like quote unquote properly. But um, like it, so it like changes the way that like the school worked. And like I was in freshman year bio and at that time, my bio teacher, he sat me next to the only other black person in the class. And I at but I was, you know, I wasn't thinking about that at the time, you know? And so we ended up being friends because we sat next to each other all year. And we had a lab. We had a lab, to, like, and we had a lab. We were doing the lab together. And, you know, he was, like, laughing. You know, we were making fun of each other because we were friends. And then, you know, randomly the teacher's like, oh, my God, you guys should date. And then now it's senior year. I've had at least one class with this guy every single year. And still people ship us. And it's like, like, for what? It's like, and it, it, it bothers me because it's like, is it because you guys think like we look cute together? Or is it because we are own be like one of the only black people in our grade? Like that's the real reason, and it it really ties into like people's like like your identity, like my identity as a black woman, like the way that other people look at me and the way that they looked at him, and then automatically saw us as like something that's like that we have to be together because we both like that one thing that that like black is like our only identity, like being black is like all that there is about us. And I was saying that, I was saying something like that to Shalice yesterday, like on our way to the event, about how like, it's so weird. Cause I said I wanted to go to a frat party, but I'm like, it, is it really in my best do interest? I, is it for like, you? Like, it's do not I have for the us. mental stability to actually like go in there and know people are just gonna be like, a blackie? Come on. Get her out of here. <laughs> Get it out of here. <laughs> like, I expressed on uh, episode six when we were talking with Jonathan, um, it was called, I believe, uh, Low Profile. And I've expressed many times during that episode that it's just been so hard trying to find your own identity, especially here at a PWI. And the fact that all of us are going in a PWI or going to a PWI, it's just going to make it that much harder. Like, for me at least, I've realized, okay, so I'm a black woman and I'm a bio student trying, um, I'm pre-med and everything like that, and I'm trying to go to medical school. I've noticed here at Rutgers, like, you know, the black population is not that big. Black woman population, definitely not that big. Black women population who are pre-med, probably, I can maybe, maybe, it's not a lot. It's not a lot at all. But I have seen, like, a lot of them on Instagram and everything, and they have this certain aesthetic to them, and I feel like I've been trying to reach that, but for some reason I can't, uh, because I guess that's just not how I am. Like, they seem so, not poised or anything like that, but they seem like they have their entire life together. And I know that on social media, like, it just happens to look that way. Like, they, you can cater your social media to, like, anything that you really, really want it to as long as you try hard enough. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what they did. But it's really hard because that's the only thing that I'm seeing. Like, have I met some of them in person? Absolutely, yeah. But if anything, that doesn't really help. The interact, the personal, the personal, the in-person interactions don't help because they embody the same person that they're showing on social media. They're the same exact person. <laughs> and so that just makes them that much greater and me that much of a loser. Like, I can't. And so I'm trying to reach that. Um, and I feel like I, I, I still can't. Okay. I really do. Like, mind you, I look mean as hell on campus. Like, <laughs> if anybody goes to Kane, please. Um, I do, in fact, need friends. <laughs> but, like, it's so hard. Because not only am I in a major that's, like, predominantly male, but, like, the classes I'm taking, there's probably, like, a good four or five girls. And if I'm trying to look for a black friend, 
It's uh, honestly, it's okay Man, at that point. It's Come hard. On. It's hard. Like, oh my goodness. I should be in, this hard. I'm in class just like awkward. Like, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I, I will forever say this. Like, HBCU is the place for me. Like, mm-hmm. like it's where I belong. And you. that's not where I'm going. I wish that I did better in like looking at stuff like that. Cause like in college, you, we're still in our coming of age, age, like we're our coming of age era. Like, you know, it's not easy. <laughs> Like you're you're thinking about too many things and like not only yourself but your future. Who do you want to be? What are you going to become? And even if you know you can't achieve that, you know what are you actively doing to like change yourself and whatever? Like and it's difficult. And it takes a toll on your mental health, which is I believe the episode seven, uh, which is uh, what we did with Ajania. We talked about black mental health I and the stigma behind it. You know it. exactly what you did. <laughs> <laughs> you were there. I was. <laughs> and uh, when it like. Unfortunately, when it comes to black people, there are just a whole bunch of things that are already against us that are set in stone from birth. And so when it comes to like, obviously you can make certain choices and everything to um, add on to your experience. And I'm not saying that black people choosing to go to a PWI is uh, a mistake or anything like that. It's not even like a choice for most of the time. It's it's what I have, like what the offers are doing. all the options that you can um, possibly choose from. But I feel like um, as a black community, um, and as black people, like, um, individually, they need to realize that those kind of choices that they make and, I guess, the ultimatum that their parents faced um, them when they dis- uh, were deciding which college to go to um, is going to have an effect on their mental health, especially mm-hmm. since, like, the environment, like, the people that you're going to be around every single day, especially if you dorm, like, you don't have, a lot of times, at least here at Rutgers, you don't really have a choice as far as who you dorm with. I know that's for freshman year, um, you can, like, you can't say exactly who you want to dorm with. Um, it's not guaranteed at all. Basically, you have a questionnaire, and as long as we answer, like, close, like, very, very similar to the um, answers that they put down, then you can be paired up with them. My friends, they did exactly that. They just put the same exact answers in it side by side, and they that's how they got matched and everything. But that just goes to show that for people who don't necessarily have that luxury, um, like let's say their friend is like dorming on another place or something like that, or maybe they're, they're commuting and they're not dorming at all, and they're forced to go ahead and be with a new person, they can just put in a questionnaire, they're gonna end up with somebody that maybe they don't even like or something like that, maybe somebody who's detrimental to maybe their education and whatnot and what have you. And so there are just a whole bunch of external factors that are just, again, pitted against us from the jump. And you can't, um, you can't avoid it at all, and not, that's what I really don't like. Yeah, not to mention HBC. Like I, I have something like we have something against HBCUs. Like I sure do. Yeah. Like, Howard is I know a kid. He got into a lot of different schools, right? And he got into Howard University recently. Like congratulations to him. And he also got into um, a white school in Maryland. It is a very much a PWI, but they gave him almost a full ride. Howard gave him absolutely nothing, Your and their scholarship is, is an arm and a leg. Mind like you. it is, it can literally pay for his like three cars. Like their like their like their tuition is outrageous. And this kid, he's black, and he's like, I want to go there because I know I'll be more comfortable there. But I can't afford. Like I can't where? afford to be. Comfortable. He won't have housing. He's gonna be sleeping in a tent. That's, that's, that's true. Like I'm telling Spelman's you, Spelman's the same. Like HBCUs, like. And y'all are like, oh, those are not the only HBCUs to exist. I get that. But I, at the same time, I want to go to HBCU, but I also want to go to a school with great stats. Okay. I'm not just trying to party. But yeah. Howard, let me tell you exactly why they're so trifling. Like, imagine, it's my senior year. 
life has not been good for me since the end of 2019, if I'm being completely honest, mm-hmm. okay? Maybe that's when I peaked in, like, academically. Mm-hmm. But after that, I've gone downhill since. Downhill, I'm saying. And so we're applying for colleges. Decisions are coming out. I'm, I'm not even going to hold you. Like, I, did I reach for Howard? Like, I, I didn't have a dream school or nothing like that. So I was like, you know what? Let me put Howard down. I, I feel like I got this. And you have everybody and their moms telling me, yeah, you know, you definitely got this. You're mad smart. Whatever it is, your stats are pretty good. Not only did Howard <laughs> reject me, okay, but they keep sending me emails talking about, <laughs> we oh, will you be joining, will you be joining the me list. the next semester? I was so sick. I was like, is this, a, is this a joke? Mind you, it's not even like I would have gone for real, like, after finding out about the whole mold, rats, roaches, uh, living in tent situation, like, because mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. That's absolutely I'm literally outrageous. moving to a whole other state. I'm going to start over in a whole other place. I'm, I don't need that on my conscience. Like, Mm-mm. the fact that I'm going to be homeless, no. but I'm paying literally my whole life savings into school that and an education like, that nah. won't guarantee me, like, the success of my career. I'm not doing that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, now you're, asking, you're, you're asking for a lot when it comes to that. Like, That's what I'm saying. And for college students, like, I don't, I don't understand if, like, maybe universities are just the government. I know they don't care. But, like, going to college... You're 18 years old. You you're an adult in the eyes of the law, but you're you're really not up there. Nope. You don't know anybody's situation. So like the fact that you could po- possibly be going out of state or whatever your situation is, you are still transitioning into a whole different part of your life. It's going to take an effect on your mental health. Like you're you're not going to be okay all the time, and that's okay. <laughs> So, like, overall, I feel like they're just expecting a lot of us and they're expecting us to come into college knowing exactly what we want to do mm. and, like, have a plan set into our future. Like, this mm. is who you're going to be. You're going to have to pay thousands of dollars to get this degree and it's going to do this for you. Like, but it doesn't guarantee anything and I feel like we just have so many, bi- like, so many things to worry about. and so like much pressure. We're like, if there's one teens. thing, if there's one thing that I could recommend to every single junior out there who's going to be applying to colleges next year or even this year, depending on whatever you're going to do, um... Please don't get a dream school. Do not put it in your mind about a dream school. It's and I, re- I, I am so happy that I didn't, especially if your dream school is like an Ivy League. Because there's one thing about these yeah. Ivy Leagues. These Ivy Leagues, like, these Ivy Leagues are rejecting people left and right. They left had to fill right. up a quota. Like, I think they they, were, they accepted, like, almost everybody and their moms in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in 2020, kind of 2021. But, like, all the amount of rejections I've seen this year is crazy. And like, it's because like Wild. everybody looks the same. So please do not put in your head that there is a dream school or a school that you really want to go to because you will be sad and it and it's not going to be like some one day kind of sad. Get, not to say that you're not getting in. Because if like, you do get in, you're going to be happy. But if you don't get in, like you you will literally feel so unmotivated. So the thought of going to another school will probably not, crush you even exactly. more. Exactly, well. and it's not like you weren't qualified. To go because you, you were qualified. qualified. Yeah. yeah. They like, just did not choose you. Right. They probably have like random a, selection. A thousand of views at their school already. They probably be using they probably be using Siri and be like heads or And tails. it's not like humiliating like, or anything. But back to like the well, it's not humiliating or anything. It's not gonna like deter you from your future. Like this is just, you know, an obstacle that you are getting over. So you got this, you're you're gonna do fine. And yeah. let me just say, I'm a prime example. I'm telling you right now. Like, when I, heavy on the don't have a dream school, because I had a dream school. It was an Ivy League. I had, uh, okay, I guess I'd say I had this, um, this, eh, eh, 
Do you have the stats? Did I, you have the stats? It was it was I up there. I think she extra, had the stats. It was the extracurriculars. I think that it was got extra, me messed up because they love the extracurriculars. The extracurriculars outside of school, you didn't have. And her it. parents didn't let her do anything. Nope. <laughs> no, no. You, you, I'm telling you right now. I started college and everything. My mom, because this year, like, yeah, um, because she's a nurse and so she works with doctors. And she was like, yeah, I was talking to a doctor. The doctor was like, yeah, don't join any clubs. Don't join anything like that. No extracurriculars like that. Just focus on your studies and you'll get into a great medical school. And I was like, you couldn't be any more wrong. Like, I don't know who's feeding you they that don't kind of want, information. They don't want that anymore. Like, your grades is like one portion that they literally don't care about. And like, you are not Like, how are you grade. going to be an asset to their college? What are you going to do for their college? What are you bringing to the table? Like, all you're bringing is their grade. Like, the, everyone there has amazing grades. Everybody there. Everyone there has what, amazing stats. What sets you apart? What can you do that will make the school look better? You have no, you literally do, of course you're going to have amazing grades if you do nothing but study. Like, they want to see that you can balance. I remember, I went, okay, so I did an interview. Um, it was also... It was somebody with somebody from Rutgers, um, basically on the miscommunications page. Yeah, misconnections page, sorry. Uh, they were asking people to be um, interviewed just for like maybe five minutes or so, um, basically answering the question, why did you choose Rutgers and everything? And if you like, if you um, applied to a specific school and maybe you didn't get in and that's why you chose Rutgers as your backup or anything like that. Shout out to Marie, she was really, really nice. Um, but I did it, and I went in not knowing exactly what I was going to say. I was expecting just saying, like, oh, like, everybody goes to Rutgers. So I just thought, like, yeah, let's just go to Rutgers. Like, I didn't really want to go into the specifics or anything like that. I found myself three minutes in talking about things that I never thought that I would say out loud. Okay. I, I mentioned that my dream school was the, the University of Pennsylvania, and I did not get in. And my parents just saw that as um, basically an opportunity to send me here. Because, apparently, like, I guess in their eyes, everything about Rutgers went right for them. It was 30 minutes away and a community commute. I had a car at that time. I could go ahead and use it. I didn't have to use any of their cars. Um, it had, I guess, a great uh, bio department. Um, it's a really big school Rutgers, and everything Rutgers like that. It is a good school. It is a good school, but also there's also the um, connotation with state schools that somebody who had tried their hardest, their absolute hardest for four years, and somebody who did not do jack for four years, yeah. and they're both going to end up at the same school. You know, just I'm sorry, but it's kind of disheartening for the person who tried so hard. It Dude, is. and it's it low key feels like so humiliating because mm -hmm. me getting my rejections, bro. I was I'm I'm not gonna hold you. I was like, no, I'm fine. It's it's okay. Right. And like, then I, I cried like, about it. Okay. Like, so the thing about me is that I hate rejection, and so I I purposely did not apply to any schools that I knew I couldn't get into. I ha I had one no I I got rejected from one school. And it was a reach. It was NYU. I was expecting it. My stats oh, aren't. Oh, dude. Welcome stats, to the rejection club. Sorry. No. We did that. <laughs> my stats aren't the best. Like, my stats are really, really bad. Um, I probably have. Like, I don't even know what my GPA is, but I know it's not, like, that high. And I didn't even submit my SAT because my SAT score was, like, mid. And, um, like, like just and my extracurriculars weren't that good either. So I knew I wasn't going to get into NYU. But every other school that I applied to, I did get into. And most of them I got into with a scholarship. Not, like, a bunch of money because, you know, these, these schools are stingy. They're rational. But, mm -hmm. but um, they, I did get into some schools. And, like, I, I knew, like, I was going to get rejected to NYU. And I hate rejection. So I purposely applied to schools that I thought I wasn't going to get into. Sorry that, like, I am going to get into. Like, that's all, I, that, that's all that I applied to. Like, it's only because, like, I had to try to put my mental health first and I know how rejection feels and whatever. But honestly, just try anyways. Like, the rejection, it, it, it will last for a certain amount of time. But I'd rather you try and then not get in. Like, I wish I actually tried 
you know? Like, exactly. like you'll get butt hurt. Like, you no will. doubt about it. You'll get it. humbled. Yeah. Oh, there's oh. one thing that the college rejection Don't, process does. Yeah. It's you'll get humbled. The entire application no, process, not too. even just that, like, the application process, but getting into the school and being a student. Yeah. It's so humbling. Because you could have been a scholar. Like, I mean, I, I'm not even going to say I, was, I wasn't, like, top of my class or anything. Like, I kind of was, but not really. I was surrounded by a whole bunch of scholars, and I, I considered myself as one. I got to college. <laughs> Yeah. I might as well have gotten hit by a bus. Like right. I was like, God damn. I think that my, my, my high school kind of prepared me for that. Like that 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 um humbling experience when I went from my um predominantly black middle school to going to that high school where it was simply a bunch of smart kids and I was the dumbest of the smart. It was definitely humbling for me. I definitely cried when I got my first C and I definitely poured my eyes out when I got my first D. But now um I look at it and I go, Whatever at this point. At this point it's like it, I tried my best, and there's nothing I can do about it. Me crying isn't going to change my grade. I feel like at the end of the day, that that's literally all you can do. Like, just do your best. And the world's going to end in, like, three years anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like, we, we're not going <laughs> like to be here see, for a long time, no. so you got it. We're here for a good time. Not no. a long time. I mean, it has been a good time um, recently, lately. Um, but, you know. Literally, or whatever Drake said. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, also on the point of climate change. Climate change. I know it wasn't any of the podcast um, episodes that we did before, but the entire situation is absolutely crazy. And you heard about like, that scientist? Yeah, that who chained himself to the building. He was out there crying. crying. Police officers, like, and nobody. Mind was you, there was like an army anything. of them. Yeah, for yeah. three people. That's what I'm saying. There's probably like 30 officers per person. <laughs> like, it was max. And people were saying like the point, the fact that it's not the people who are uh, trying to save the world. It's like the actual scientists who are yeah. actually trying to do it. Like they have the facts. So you need to listen. But the government literally does not care. Does not care. So guys, remember, care. at the end of the day, like, we're, we're not going to be here for a while. We're not going to be here for long. I'm sorry so. to put it plainly. Like, yeah, do what you got to do for you. Do put you yourself first, first okay? okay? Yep. Like, if you do anything, put yourself first. And like, if you're not that kind of person who's pessimistic like us um, and doesn't want to think about the world ending, <laughs> um, then <laughs> I say go ahead and just think... Like you're a great person. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure most of you guys who are listening are great people and have absolutely <laughs> great personalities. And if you want to go, like maybe to higher education, and really want to find that job, and you're thinking that you need to fit like a specific uh, standard or stereotype or anything like that, um, and be like the people who came before you to be to be like that. Don't do that. Just be yourself and do the things that you want to do, and they'll recognize that. And if they don't, then jokes on them. They're missing out. I feel like at the end of the day, we're just strangers. Are you really gonna listen to us? No. no. You're gonna do what you want to do regardless. So at the end of the day, like as long as you're cool and you're happy with yourself, do just that. Do like whatever makes that. you happy. Like you see us here. We are doing this podcast. Who would have thought? We literally just thought? decided. Like, Who would have thunk it? Hey. I barely talk, okay? <laughs> I don't talk to people at all. And so the but fact that. she talks that, a lot. I'm yep. here. That's for sure. Anyways. <laughs> so, um, we see, we decided we wanted to do it, and we did it. And we did. Just do, do it. it. Just do it. Okay. Seize the moment or whatever. Nike said it does. And and we have, a we have like, great things coming for season two. Like, we want to yes. be even more real. We also feel like we need to have, like, more experience to go into some of the topics that I know people want to talk about. Yeah. Um, and, guys, as you heard, we are the most, like, antisocial, socially awkward people. Hell, yeah. So, Not me. Ooh, not her. Not her, but, like, definitely <laughs> me and Chalice. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> 
So like we're we're absolutely trying our best, and we're gonna bring different people. We're still bringing different people, so we can like have these conversations and go into it more. I think we're trying to be more like reactive. Yes, definitely reactionaries. Um, in terms of just like talking about like, hey, this is what's going on. Here's what we think about it, because we can only give our opinion for some of these topics. <laughs> only a little bit, like. Um, but we do appreciate everybody who has been listening Every from the jump, people listen. who came in along the way. Right. Every Thank you guys, you guys so much. Thank okay. you for the support, you know. Oh, yeah. It a makes, lot of you guys. It makes Shalice want to keep going, especially because it took her a, it took her a long time to start this podcast. Oh, it took her like yeah. three yeah. months. Yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, before we actually started the podcast, we would have these kind of talks, like just on FaceTime or anything like that. And we would tell ourselves, yo, we should start a podcast. Like, at least let other people listen to um, what we have to say and everything like that. And I think the reason why I didn't really, well, we, I didn't uh, put in the work to do it yet was because I was afraid of how other people would judge. Yeah. I, I don't care anymore. Y'all can say, don't say anything. Not everything. <laughs> My feelings can still be hurt. But I, at this point, like, I feel like I've gained enough confidence uh, from this. And I'm absolutely grateful for the opportunity. Right. So we really do appreciate it. Like, th- there's just so many things that you know, we wanted to talk about and we're finally getting the chance to. And you guys didn't have to listen to us speak. You didn't. Like, you you're didn't. listening to us and for what reason? You didn't have to, but you did and we really appreciate that. <laughs> and you know, season two, season two's coming and you know, you guys could have an opportunity to be on the podcast too. Cause you know, we do need new hosts, not like new hosts, but like guests. people guests. We need some guests. So if you're interested, you know, there's an Instagram, there's a Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, just hit us up. Hit us up. Just send a DM. If like, you really want to, um, I do have interest for, interest form so please leave a comment on our instagram page or like hit us up on twitter or whatever um and let us know Mm -hmm. i'll send it to you give us topics you know it will probably happen like i'm not even gonna lie to you it will most likely happen if you are available on a day and so is shalice because she will be the host that's going to be with you anyone like close local um Um, don't try to like it like we're talking about if you live near Rutgers, that's okay like because you know if you live like near like in union county that's yeah. okay too. Essex County is like, be, not it's, the best. It's a stretch. But please don't be like, oh, I live in New York. Can I be on the episode? Send in a request or something like that. Yeah, maybe. or if anything, we could like you know communicate via anything, and we will try and have you on, like like on a input. Zoom or something like that. Or like, or like, you could send like a like a, a voice audio or something. Like you, you have that. a question or whatever. Definitely, like that. <laughs> anything. That's always an option. And always. always, we are always taking like suggestions in terms yes. of like how to make this podcast better because Absolutely. it's just as important. Yeah. It's, I mean, if you guys are listening to this, you your input is just as important as ours. So please, like, help us out. We do. <laughs> if you have content ideas, please just throw them at us because again, we're speaking, but you guys are listening, so you guys should have the input. Okay. Well, that is it for season one. We are wrapping up this talk at the round table. Thank you, everybody, uh, for listening to us. Again, people who were here from the jump, people who came in um, in, um, along the way. And we will see you guys, hopefully, this summer for, yep, season two. Season two. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.